What's going on, Kenfo? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Key to the City podcast. This is episode 34. We're tugging along. I appreciate everybody that's been watching, tuning in, uh, commenting, liking, sharing, whatever you've been doing to uh, support the podcast. We sure appreciate you. And uh, just like with last week, we're going to continue to give you quality content and quality guests. Uh, Before we get into our guests, guess who we have back? We have the firecracker herself, Isha. She was with Child, but now she's back and uh, she's giving us a nephew. So he's joined the Kenfo Fleming. How you doing, Queen? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be back. We have a lot in store for y'all going into 2020, like you only said, and I cannot wait to get back and get everything on track. Well, we're definitely glad to have you back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. With the guests that we have tonight, uh, I'm nervous. It's a good nervousness, though, but uh, I'm shaking like a $2 stripper. Lady. But it's Lady. all good. It's uh, this gentleman really needs no introduction, but it's only proper. He's Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, author, repping Monroe, North Carolina. That's right. He's the pen behind uh, some of your favorite hits, uh, which y'all may not even be aware of. Like, there goes my... Baby, no, <laughs> something no, like that no. along the line. You are uh, Charlie you are Wilson. He is the pin behind that. Him and the brother, uh, Babyface Evans. Uh, he was inducted into the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame in 2018. Uh, he has released a total of eight projects, with his most recent project being Gold Dust, uh, which was released in 2019. That thing is jamming. Uh, I know y'all don't stream that every which way. And um, ladies. He's really the reason that uh, some of your men return home because we have realized that you like our legs and we can't walk without you. And, you know, <laughs> and fellas, he's also the reason we done stepped off because, you know, when the sun going down, we falling out of love. You know, you push us too you close, we might back, all you over the edge. You, know you going to come uh, back. So you say. Uh, and uh, I really want to talk to him about We coming back. What I really want to talk to him about is his... Uh, published autobiography that he released in 2019 titled Do You Without Them. He dropped a lot of gems on us and uh, he was definitely speaking to me. I needed it. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Ken folks, please welcome to the city, the soul prince, Calvin Richardson. What's going on, brother? Yes, 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 yes. How y'all doing? Hey, we are blessed, man. And obviously highly favored. Uh, to have your presence on the show, brother. How your day been going so far? So far, so good. You know, uh, I've been kind of hanging out. I'm getting ready to get back out on the road tomorrow. I have a show, a New Year's Eve show tomorrow night in uh, Huntsville, Texas. So preparing myself. Okay. Yes, how far? I wonder how far that is from Houston. That's where I am right now. Broadcasting. Yeah, it's only they say it's only like uh, like an hour and ten minutes. Hey man, don't be surprised if I pop up down there. My key to the city apparel. Can I? Can I? It's all good. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) No, it's you too far away, Uh, brother. How have you been dealing with the pandemic, and uh, how has it impacted you personally and professionally thus far? Uh, you know, I mean, initially, you know, I dealt with it like um. I would say uh, 90% of, of, of America did, man. Like, it, I mean, it kind of shocked my system. And, um, you know, I, 
with the shutdown and, you know, I was home with able to be home with my family. And, and that was a good thing. You know, that was that was a good thing. And, you know, professionally, um, you know, the biggest the biggest part for me was uh, the disconnect between myself and my adoring fans that I have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that went on for, man, you know, for for about four months, four months straight before I was able to figure out a way to reconnect with the fans. I created a platform called um, Soul Show On Demand. Like a lot of people had started doing their virtual shows from their living room, bedroom and stuff like that. So I created a platform and I, um, you know, went to this venue out in Jackson, Mississippi. And, you know, all of the settings was proper for me to do a show like I would do, you know, if I was at, you know, in, 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 you know, I was doing a live show or whatever, it wasn't going to be for my bedroom or for my home. That just wasn't realistic. So, um, you know, I got the band and I got, you know, all the background singers and I had Sir Charles and Omar. I had, you know, quite a and, uh, big Rob put them on the show. And um, I had MC Lightfoot. He opened up the show. He hosted the show, comedian out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, you know, we performed, we, we did our show, man, put it on like that. But I was still missing the people. That was the number one key missing element. And right, you know, right, right. I yeah. realized so that. How, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So as far as, like you said, you have a lot of people that, that you know, host and open up. How how was it trying to conform to the actual guidelines? Like, how, how, how did you work, do the workaround as far as just making sure that you're still able to give them a Cal Richardson experience? with everything that's going on uh when you that question you asking me that about the the um the virtual show that i'm talking about that i put on yes sir well you didn't have to worry about that for the virtual yeah i didn't have there there wasn't really a concern you know because there was no people that the only people was there was the other people that i was doing the show we didn't put on at the same time so but okay. the dis- the disconnect, like I said, was not having the people there because I feed off of the energy of the people, the relationship that I ha- I have with my supporters. They need to be right there in front of me. I need to be right there in front of them. But they'll take right. me like this, you know, going to their computer and being able to watch it. But it, it for me, it just wasn't the same. So uh, in August, I got back out there and started doing live shows again. And that's where the magic is, you know? Most definitely. And brother, I'm glad you mentioned Jackson, Mississippi. That's where this show is based, man. That's where we born. And that's uh, what we do the podcast. They love you out here. They do. They and, do. Uh, I agree to do it. And uh, definitely during um, when you did the Golden uh, Giving Community Initiative. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were a part of that as well, where you gave away the meals. Oh, yeah. Uh, is Jackson like one of your primary supportive bases? They are. That's a strong, strong supportive base for me, man. You know, yeah. uh, Jackson been there for me. For, uh, I go back to play since day one, since I came and you know started working this, you know, that scene out there, man. And um, mm-hmm. they've always been there. You know, what I'm saying this became one of my favorite cities. You know, to come and perform. They definitely love you, man. Jack Time gonna always show you love. We really do. We really yeah. do. This is your second home. We 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 gonna give you a piece of the city. Absolutely, <laughs> he deserves yeah. it. And yeah. um, with us being based in Jackson, I know a lot of our fans are familiar with you. They definitely love your music. Uh, 
a few of them may not be uh, exactly familiar with your entire background, but of course you come from a uh, musically inclined family, uh, grew up singing gospel, uh, were part, part of a singing group with Casey and Jojo. Um, and you know, what I found um, ironic about your story compared to others that other singers that come out of the church is that uh, your parents didn't really go against the grain as far as you or have any complaints as far as you doing any type of R&B music or secular music at the time. Uh, how, how important was that to have that support uh, from your mom? I mean, it was, it was, it was, I, I, I must admit, like, I know that she would have preferred that I stuck with the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, that just, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't my way for, you know what I mean? I right. felt like there was a, you know, there was enough, enough people over there delivering the gospel message. Like it, you, I needed to take that soulfulness and bring it over to the secular world, you know, and let the people feel it over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And the lyric, lyrical contents and the delivery and take some love over there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you know, people, you know, a lot of people with broken hearts that need to be mended, man. They, you know, that uh, needed to hear the message that I was putting in the music. You know what I mean? And sooner or later, it wasn't it wasn't a um, a quick burn for me. You know what I mean? Like people had to gravitate to the message to me. You know what I mean? But right. once it started setting in, man, it was it was on from there. So would you say, and, uh, as far as like when when you're when you're like you said, you come from a strong Christian background, would you say that is is when you're venturing into that type of difference, particular as far as what you grew up in, um, would it made a difference if she did or did not you know, did or did not support you? Like as far as motivational wise? I mean, she, she would it uh it was better that she she did support me, but I think regardless <laughs> had she supported me or not i was going to do what i you know what my heart was just into doing it like i'm doing it you know right. you know, i would have did it regardless you know what i mean and with the probably i might have you know had to work even harder just to prove that you know i was worthy of you know this was the direction that i was supposed to be in you know mm -hmm. right and brother you're a fairly young guy but yet you have over 20 years in the game and yeah. um i'm definitely impressed that you were able to maintain such a long career and maintain longevity, uh, which most artists are not blessed enough to do. Did you have a plan ahead of time to where you were able to um, go full time at 21 or did you just jump out there? I just jumped out there, man. Once I, once I left and got into it, there was no looking back. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll do it until I got to it, all the way to it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, you know, when I first got into the business, like, um, as far as um, I was in a group called Undercover. Yep. And so everybody that, you know, uh, that didn't work out. That situation didn't work out. We had a single that came out on New Jersey Drive soundtrack mm -hmm. in 95 mm -hmm. uh, with Biggie Smalls and all, you know. Uh, of course, yeah. Remember that, John? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah, man. But everybody else that was in the group after the group um, situation dismantled, mm -hmm. uh, they all, you know, they didn't, they didn't pursue the career. Like for me, going back home, that that wasn't even an option for me. You know, we went to New York, and um, New York is where it had to be. That's where I had to be. I was not going back home. So you know, uh, unless how I you survive, bro? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, well, I was, I was the writer of the song, uh, new, you know, that was on New Jersey Drive okay. called Love Slave. And like I said, I just mentioned a couple of names that was on that on that soundtrack. Right. Outcast mm-hmm. sold a lot of records. So I got a lot of coins that came to my pocket and I was the writer and all that. So, so I was able to maintain, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, bro. So you get uh, straight in for no plan B. This is how it's going. Good point. I'm working on this. I'm not turning back. Did you do that because you had a point to prove, or did you do that just because you don't believe in plan B? If this is my motivation and this is my straightaway, great this question. is what I'm going to do. That's a great question. I don't believe in plan Bs. I got to tell you that. I don't believe in that. And, um, you know, once you set your mind to doing something like um, the only thing between you and getting to where you want to be, uh, you know, the, the determining factor is you and your drive and your determination. And because I believe that you could do anything that you want to do. And this is what I set out to do because I wanted to do it. And so, hey, at the end of the day, I got out of it what I wanted, you know, and there was just no plan B. Like I said, there was no looking back. Those that was one of the uh, things that stood out to me in the book. I was definitely gonna bring that up. Great question, Isha. Uh, because I struggled with that a lot and uh as I was coming up, but and uh it's kind of been on my mind lately with me starting this podcast in the past year, but um I just remained consistent with it. So I'm glad you dropped that gem in the book, man. It was definitely powerful. Uh I don't want to stray to the book just yet. Uh I do want to talk about gold dust. Um, which is a fantastic project, brother. You said um, you were under a lot of pressure um, to put this particular project out. You had to, this is the project you had to get done in six weeks? Yes, this is the project, yeah. How did you, uh, nothing, nothing was recorded, Isha. Nothing, nothing was recorded. You got to turn this in in six weeks. What six kind of work ethic do you have, man? Oh, man, I'm a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. I like, you know, I'm working right now on something else as we doing this right here. I'm all, I got something else going on. You know what I mean? It never stops. Like, you know, I, I, I very rarely, you know, I don't sleep as much as most people do because, you know, my wheels is always turning. And, uh, cause there's always something else that, you know, we can be doing to, to add to what we're trying to do to get to where we're trying to go. So my work ethic is, is, is crazy. And guess what? He should, the man lost his voice as well. So oh, that, was, lost that, was, that was the pressure of, of trying to turn yeah. that record around and see. Like, when I I'm tell you this, that project, that project is wonderful. Like when it first dropped, I was like, "Ooh, Calvin Richardson. Ooh, ooh." Now I'm I'm a little bit, you know, I'm I'm a little bit younger than you know everybody, but you know, like <laughs> I I've loved you since falling out. Came oh, out. Wow. I was like, I was like 12 when they came wow. out. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you put your kids Everybody love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I, that's amazing. Like that's amazing Thank as far as like like you said. So is this your most pressured? Like you well, you said it's your most pressured album, but how was it trying to get that out? in six weeks like coming up with the music i know you like to write a lot of stuff on your own so how was it as far as getting those creative juices flowing to say six weeks this many songs here it is and still give your fans the the expectation of capital richardson right right well you know um 
it was like I said, it was pressure. You know, it definitely was pressure. And then you know, coming out, coming behind um, the album that was before that, all or nothing that had uh, "Can't Let Go," one of my biggest records yeah. on. You know, and I, you know, and I was, you know, they the label came back to me to do this deal right away because you know, you know, they wanted to follow that up. You know, keep that. You know, follow that momentum. Do yeah. I have another? Let go in me. They wanted to see the, you know what I mean. <laughs> Can't let go is this own thing, you know what I mean. And so um, it was, a, it was tremendous pressure, you know. But you know, I didn't, I didn't succumb to the pressure. Like you know, my whole life has been pressure. It was the pressure for me to get in the music business, you know. It was pressure for me to stay in the music business after you know the first uh, deal fell apart when I was in it with the group, and so. Mm. Uh, you know, like writing the thing, and that's that's something that comes natural. I don't have to think too much about that. But you know, I did think, um, I did give this a little more thought because I didn't want to shortchange people because I had right what window I had a you know to try to get it done in. So you know, I just wanted to make sure I was giving the fans melodically, um, I was giving them everything that they needed in every song. Uh, lyrically, I wanted to make sure that I didn't try to, you know, uh, stretch stretch uh, adly about to cover up where they should be words you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so short mm-hmm. message and um you know musically you know i held all the producers to a higher standard like yo just give me your shot give me a give me the best music you got don't give me nothing that you had laying around let's let's come up from scratch let's go give it to me right. right and um everybody was pretty much had their head in the same place they wanted to see me come back and they wanted to be a part of the project and uh you know everybody put their best foot forward and you know i'm very proud of um how, what gold does turn out to be. Y'all yeah, definitely did that, man. Solid project, bro. Yeah. Kevin, you 100%, you independent now, right? 100%. 100%. 100%. Gotta love it. Good. You're independent. I know when you initially started, um, you know, you were handling a lot of your business on your own. Right. How difficult is it? Does it take away from the creative process for artists when they have to be in charge of their business as well as try to be remain creative and deliver a solid project? Yeah, I, I think it does. I think you have to find the balance because um, it takes away um, from um, your longevity. It takes away from um, what you uh, how much you add to the business if you don't know the business, if you're not a part of your business, if you just relinquish that to someone and, you know, de- depend on them to have your best interests or work um, harder for you than you work harder for yourself, you already lost the game, you know? Right. Facts. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as just like, like you said, as far as like touching back on what Yoni said uh, with the business aspect, I know, <clears throat> with me, with the music industry, you get in you get in contact with a lot of people, and, and along those along the, those ways, you've been in the, you've been in the music industry for a long time. I'm sure it's a lot of people that you consider, you know, family. So, as far as for your business aspect, how do you separate boss friend Calvin from just okay? Now we got to get on it. As far as boss boss Calvin, like how do you separate those two? Um, as far as just in to keep your business streamlined. Right. You know, if that's 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 the hard part for me. That's all because I'm a very personable type person. You know what I mean? If I, you know, if I pull you in and we um even if you work for me, regardless, you know what I mean? Like I I we become friends, that relationship kind of sometimes, you know, it kind of blur the lines of the business. As long as but I try to get people um on the team that um that have that share my vision and understand that I'm 
dedicated and very serious that work, you know what I'm saying? Work their hard workers and they know that I got to go where I got to go. And if I hire you, you got to do what I hired you to do. Otherwise we, mm-hmm. I can, I could be friend Calvin and boss Calvin, but boss Calvin will call you and be like, Hey, I got to let you go. You my friend, but I got to let you go. Cause you know what I'm saying? We ain't moving at the same pace. And if you don't feel like, I don't feel like you can run just as fast as me or, you know, do just as much as me when I take my hand off the plot, then I got to let you go. And mm-hmm. so I they, I never um, try to cover that part up with my friends, the friend Calvin, when I, when I you know, even we becomes closest, um, somebody comes closest, they, you know, as my brother, don't matter. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, this is business. And the business yeah. is either you, you know what I'm saying, you, you either producing Oh, I gotta let you go. <laughs> you hear that, Isha? Either you produce, or I got to let you go. Hold on, pause. We have to tell you a funny story. We're not trying to get out. He actually fired me, Calvin, before. He fired the whole crew. <laughs> That's why I was I was initially gonna ask you what's your approach to doing that, but because you mentioned it in the book when you replaced like your band, yeah, uh, it can give you the sign that you wanted, and you said it would you just went in there that day and dropped it on them. Yeah, yeah. I, had, yeah. I, had it. And I was friends with all of them. You know what I mean? I hated to do it on the way there, but when I got there, it was time to do it. It's, it's time to do it. You know what I mean? This is what it is. So That's I get. I see y'all. Hey, y'all still back together? It's all good. But sometimes, <laughs> hey, he exactly. Key to the city <laughs> podcast. We got my guy Kevin Richardson in the city. Uh, before we let you go, brother, I just got a few more questions for you. Um. Just some things I pulled from the book. Uh, I don't recall you mentioning it, but what was your COVID career before you gave it up and got into music full time? Uh, I was in working in uh, this place. It was called Technographics, man. You know what I mean? I was, uh, um, you know, they did designs, um, computer designs for fabric that may be, I don't know, on your curtains, uh, that have wood grain on your curtains or wood grains that might be on your floor, on your table. They did different designs like that. And you know what I'm saying? Okay. I was, Designer, you know what I'm saying? The big cylinders that created the print and all that stuff. You know, I was I was uh back there in the in that department and uh <laughs> and, my man said he had to get up out of that. And <laughs> it was a great job, it paid me great money. Obviously, they don't pay me like I like like I get paid now, but what I'm saying is you know, it was a it was a great nine to five, you know. What I mean, there was a lot of people that you know it was a very sought after uh uh, you know, saying position a job, so to speak, mm-hmm. just to, be, to say you work there. But you know that 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 wasn't necessarily for me. You know, so this you take is, what this you've learned there and apply it to. Since you say, uh, like, as far as a lot of graphic designing, do you do your own? Yeah, graphic no. designer? You got a team for that. Right. I'm just saying, he might want to dabble in it. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that type of graphic. You know what I mean? It wasn't the okay. flyers and stuff like that. It wasn't it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I said, it was like you know, print for, you know what I'm saying, wood grains or marble, you know, to make uh, uh, different things look like marble, but it really wasn't, you know what I mean? But, it, okay, you, know, okay, okay. Stuff, you know. Is it possible to choose a favorite Calvin Richardson project? Um, I think my favorite um, project, mm, man, I think when I first went independent was uh, When Love Comes. I mean, I was totally I went crazy really you know because I had total freedom to do what it was that I wanted to do I didn't necessarily have to answer to nobody although you know I was signed I signed to um with uh 
Shanaki Entertainment, mm-hmm. but I didn't have no boss. You know what I'm saying? We it was like a partnership. You know what I mean? I didn't have to answer to nobody. Like, yeah, they wanted to hear the music, but hey, they heard it when I got ready for them to hear it. Yeah. I put the songs in the directions that I wanted to hear them. I worked with who I wanted to work with. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I chose the single that I wanted to go with. So I think, you know, that was me. That was my coming out party. Like once I went independent, man, I I haven't looked back. When I was signed to the majors and stuff like that, man, like, you know, um, you know, you, you're you basically controlled and they control how much you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they stay, you know, when you sign, when you can get back in the studio to work on another project, wow. you know, Ooh. all of that stuff, they control your whole musical career. And it's up to them whether you succeed or not. It's up to them whether your single become a hit or not. It's up to them. You know, if they just put something out there just to, you know, just to fill this quarter for, you know, for their books or whatever. And they were like, ah, oh, let's put put a put a Calvin song out there. But we ain't gonna put no money on it now because mm-hmm. that requires, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it's required in order for people to know about it. And so, um, you know, I learned a lot though. You like I said, the business so with the freedom is, that you have. Where do you like? As far as just writing your songs, like are, are they personal experiences that you went through? Are these things like where do you get like you like you said, writing is easy if it comes to you, but do you associate them with personal experience, things that you heard from your friends, like right. or it's just women all together, like just it's just women that you did with just like <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, um the majority of the stuff is just like personal experiences, you know what I'm saying? Like personal experience, you don't necessarily I don't write that. I live that. And then I just go back and tell the story. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so um, that's why I say the writing part is easy because, I mean, I'm just really reflecting on, you know, something that I've done or something that either I've done firsthand or secondhand. You know, I was around somebody that did it. You know what I mean? And I seen the effect of it. I seen how it affected other people. And um, I felt like, you know, uh, these are the things that could help other people that's going to go through the same thing or maybe going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If y'all want a good read, go get that thing, man. Do you? Without them, it's full right. of a lot of gems. Yeah. Do you without them? Oh, that yeah. right. Women gonna take it wrong with it though. We gonna think we don't need no man. Um, there's a situation in the book I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna tell the people what caused it because they need to read the book themselves. Right. But right. uh, my guy got shot, man. Mr. Richardson got shot. Uh. What was that experience like, man? I was from, from the streets, man. So, um, you know, that was always, you know, um, something that was always just right around the corner because it just happened at any any moment, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I was I put myself in those environments and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, the type of lifestyle that I, I, I slid off into, like, you know, just got off on, the, you know, dealing with the wrong type of people and stuff like that. Right. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't no, wasn't fun, you know what I mean? It was one of those things right. that, you know, that I it made me realize, like, okay, now it's either I get out of the streets and pursue my dream, or I'm probably gonna be found in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably gonna lose my life out here in the streets, or you know, end up taking somebody else's life, and then my life is over anyhow. If I take somebody else's life, I just took my life. You know what I mean? yeah. And so, word uh, to the wise, man. Yeah, 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 man. And it's because there's a lot of people out here that's on that path, man. You know, a lot of a lot of young, you know, young cats out here, and um, just living their life with no breaks, man. You know, and uh, Fresh. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's no, 
living your life with no breaks, man, there's always a wall that if you hit it and you ain't got to, you can't slow down before you hit that wall. It's, you know, it could end, that could be the end of you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, uh, well, brother, we're so grateful to have you, man. We know you're a busy man. Uh, I swear I got two last things before you go. Two last questions. We, we mentioned we based in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, we had one of our queens on uh, earlier this season, right. uh, Stephanie Luckett. She speaks oh, yeah. very highly of you. Um, oh. What type of bond do y'all have? Uh, what do you think about her as an artist, things of that nature? Oh, that's my baby right there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I raised her. You know what I mean? Um, she used to ask me all kind of questions all the time. I used to give her advice all of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit me. I'd be getting ready to go on the show if they wasn't with me because, you know, she, she was my background singer for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, she could ask me anything and I'd be like, she's like, I'd be like, I'm about to go on stage. But I say, what's up? Well, you know, she, she talked to me about anything. That's, we have a great relationship to this day. She, uh, she just did her live, um, uh, project or whatever she was, well, she just mm-hmm. did a, whatever she wanted. I was supposed to be in, you know, made a video. Steph, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to get that done. Oh, okay, going on. That's the one time that I think I failed her, but um, now I love her, man. I think she's a she's a great artist, and like I said, you know, she knows a lot more um, about the business side of things than um, a lot of her counterparts. And this is the thing that will sustain her in years to come. So I know mm-hmm. Steph would be around because like I said it's like she was like uh my understudy because she she would get in my head and she would ask me all kind of stuff and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like she was getting ready to go out and do a show right before she get on the stage she would call me and I'd be like mm-hmm. just drop some jewels on her man and she'd go out there and kill it. Shout out to Miss Luckett uh and Calvin what can we expect from you for 2021 man? Oh uh, man more music more music you know um, yeah, I got, you know, I'm right now I'm three singles deep in the gold dust, man. You know, the um, pandemic um, sidelined a lot of people, but it didn't sideline me from right. releasing singles off. The, you know, I kept kept yeah. releasing music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, people weren't able to get up in the radio stations and, you know, play music and stuff. So, they, were, you know what I mean? So it was basically being programmed from, from home or whatever, man. But uh, And so, like, a lot of people stopped releasing singles. But not me. I'm like, hey, this is the perfect time. Like, you know, people still need they still need that music. They still need healing in their life. They still need love in their, their, their life. They still need positive. I mean, um, you know, positivity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still need right. me. And so and I needed them. Yeah. I needed, you know what I'm saying? I had to throw, you know, drop them uh, little nuggets like Hansel and Gretel so they can find their way back to me. If they So they'll never forget about the Prince of Soul. You know what I mean? Because I never forget about hey. them. So I'm going to drop another single off that album, man. Um. I got another single. I'm going to do one more single off this album. And um, so I have four singles off this album. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gearing up to drop another album. You know, I'm trying to get to 10. And um, mm-hmm. that 10th album, man, I think once I get there, man, I'm probably going to lean back and just, you know. Don't talk about no retiring, man. I, I'm, I'm never going to retire. I'm never, I'm never oh, going to retire. Hold on. I'm going to start going back and doing my family. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we can put up with that, man. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go out there and support this black brother, man. You know who he we is. Need you back to come back to the city. Don't come back on. Come on back to Jackson. Hopefully, okay. when you come back, back, man, I'll be back. We'll be he able to meet you in person, yeah. brother. Yes, I can't wait. I look forward to a lot of events that. that we go to. So, yes, we cannot wait. But uh, yeah, go out there, purchase that. Do you, do without, you them. without them? 
Stream Gold Dust. Buy the whole album. Stream all his projects. That's uh, right. <clears throat> man. It's you. you don't need nobody to do you. That's nope. it. Nobody. And man, uh, I'm glad you hit the book off right when you said um, we waste so much time and energy and uh, waste our gifts so much by worrying about what others think about us. Yeah. Boy, exactly. I almost exactly. ran through the door when I read it. <laughs> you know, I wish a lot more people, man, like seriously, like that book, when that book came out, man, you know, it was it was number one, uh, you know, best sell on Amazon, all the stuff, you know what I'm saying? That was all good. But I, you know, I think I, I just wish that more people, I know a lot of people got it, but I think everybody needs that book. That's trying to be an entrepreneur. That's trying to find their way in life. It's trying to, Thanks. you know, tap into success and understand what it is. You know what I mean? Like success is not determined by other people. You determine what your success should be. You know what I mean? Thanks. Um, and we're going to end it on that. For sure. End it on that, Jude. Key to the City podcast. You know, it's your Kenfo Yona. She is the firecracker diva Isha. He is the young black king, the prince of soul, Kevin Richardson. It's been an honor, brother. And uh, keep inspiring us. Keep allowing us to make babies and populate the world. And uh, <laughs> just continue to be you, man, and continue to be independent, man. And continue to motivate people like me. Woo, I'm fired up, baby. Me, yes, 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 I'm indeed. I'm going to go back here and write a whole game plan. There you love go. You, brother. Let me get it done. All right, Peace. Thanks for having me. Peace out. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. All right.